Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of the Football Betting Podcast. I'm your host Tom Pipkin and I'm joined by my bomb-proof trouble winning co-host, Mr Tom Walker. Thank you very much for the introduction, Tom Pipkin. Although, I couldn't have done it without you because even though my bet won, the joint won as well. It was a double delight for the podcast. Yeah, so back recording after a little, what, three-week break and landing two winning bomb-proof trebles. Um, that's in addition to the one we won in the, show, in the show before we had our break. So great from you, mate. Well well played. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, not bad, not bad. But hey, like I said, you were one leg of the joint, so without you, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have been the same. Great couple of winners there, and we'll talk about that more as the show progresses. Absolutely. So we're hoping for more of the same success this week. Um, we've got a little bit of a different show. So there's no League One and League Two action this week. It's FA Cup um, <laughs> first round, I'm going to say. Yeah, I think, I think it's first round. Yeah, I've just checked. It is first round. Yeah, FA Cup first round. Well prepared, guys. Uh, <laughs> so we've got Premier League as normal, Championship as normal. Then the FA Cup will pick out what we can from there. There might be a few upsets amongst the lot uh, that we can pick out. As ever, there's always some uh, smaller teams who scalp the big teams. So we'll start, shall we, as we mean to go on, in the Prem. Friday night, Norwich, Watford. Anything you like the look of here. Shit meets shit. Uh <laughs> Which way is this one going to go? <laughs> Jeez, you tell me. Um, honestly, I'm yeah. The the Norwich bandwagon is is massively over, massively yes. over. We got Norwich who uh, have got two wins in eleven against Watford who haven't won still this season. Um, it's November, so that's very startling. Um, Watford, however, have drawn five of those 11 games. So although draws are not going to keep you in a league, obviously, I, I feel like Watford will finish above Norwich at the end of the season. I feel yeah. like they're, they're, they had a bad start, whereas I feel Norwich are not quite good enough. Does that make sense? Yeah, well, Norwich had a bit of momentum, didn't they, coming up? Um, yeah. First month or so, they they played well, got their wins and their draw on the board. Um, but then, yeah, since then, they've been poor. Yeah. So you've got two teams that haven't won any of their last six games. Um, watching brief, are we going to say? I, I think that's best. Could yeah. probably go either way. Yeah. Watching brief is sensible. Yeah. If you, if you forced me, I'd go for the draw 11 to 4. Yeah. Okay, uh, let's move to Saturday then. We've got a few games. We've got a 12.30 kickoff, which is Chelsea Palace. Chelsea 1-3. to three. Um, I feel like value has completely gone from Chelsea now. Yeah, it has. It has. That's exactly what I've got wrote down here. Um, yeah, this is like Chelsea under bloody Mourinho, 2005. 1-3. 1-3 yeah. is unreal. Palace. So dangerous when they want to be. Proper party poopers, aren't they? They are. They are, especially away from home as well. They tend to be better away than, than at uh, Selhurst Park. So, yeah. 1-3 is scary. Yeah. should They should get it done. I know the 4-4 uh, Champions League would have been exhausting 
Um, but, you know, they, they should get that done, I think. Yeah. A few stats for this game. Uh, Chelsea have been the first team to score in eight of their last nine games. Palace have been the first to concede in four of their last five games. Um, Palace haven't kept a clean sheet against Chelsea for 10 games in a row across all competitions. Um, Chelsea have been the first team to score in six of the last seven meetings. So the stats tend to wait towards Chelsea as well. But uh, it is. I don't think it's going to be an easy game. No, no. Not at all. Uh, three o'clock, then we've got four. Burnley, West Ham, Newcastle, Bournemouth, Southampton, Everton, Spurs, Sheffield United. Good God, that's a tough bunch to pick from. <laughs> it's, it's bloody awful, honestly. I don't trust any of those teams. That includes Tottenham. That includes Tottenham. No, not a chance. Not no a chance. Way. Sheffield United, surprise package of the season, surely. Currently yeah, in easy. sixth place in the league. Um, one point behind Arsenal, ahead of Man United, ahead of Spurs. Best defensive record in the league. Yeah, John Lundstrom, best defender in fantasy football. <laughs> you were a Lundstrom pioneer, I reckon. I can't claim to have discovered him really because, you know, I read a few things like fantasy football scout things that, you know, give you a few tips on players who are playing out of position on the game. So he was one of them and he was really cheap. So, But anyway... Um, yeah, Sheffield United there on merit. Um, worth looking into the double chance market, is it not? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Considering Spurs' form in general hasn't been great, has it? Um, no. Their last few games in the league, they've won one of the last five. That was against Southampton back in September. No wins in the last four. Um, at home, they've, they've won three of the five home games this season, but... They've struggled to impress, really, to be honest. The the only impressive victory is when they beat Palace 4-0. Other than yep. that, ground out a 2-1 against Southampton, drew one all against Watford, lost against Newcastle and had that come from behind in their first game of the season against Villa. Yeah. So it's not been impressive. Sheffield United, they won't be scared of going to Spurs. No. <laughs> no way. You you know that Wilder's going to say to him, you know, this is this is a great opportunity. At the start of the season, they'd have they'd have identified winnable games, middle kind of maybe will win, and free hits, and they yeah. would have identified Spurs away, free hit, nothing expected. They can change that now and and put it in amber and say, you know, that they've got a chance of winning this, and that's yeah. three more points. Than they than they were expecting, right? So, yeah, draw or Sheffield United is something that I do legitimately fancy. Um, it's five to four as well. That's not a bad price. Not um, bad, is it? Sheffield United have played five away this season. They haven't lost. Um, you know they've got that old thing that says draw your away games, win your home games, and you'll be all right. Um, yeah. They've drawn four of their five away games this season and won one. So, you know, they, they're keeping it tight on the road. Yeah. And do you know what? That's, that's all they need, right? Sheffield United are looking for 40 points. There or thereabouts. They're on 16 after 11 games already. So copy and paste that. They're, they're going to have a, the most comfortable survival season you could possibly imagine. Yeah. 
Definitely, definitely. Um, anything else that you like the look of from the other three games? I mean, you can't, can you? You can't. There, there's too much uncertainty. Yeah, I agree. Um, nothing really stands out that I'd be confident to tip from those three games. Uh, the 5.30 is Leicester against Arsenal. That, I really like the look of Leicester. Leicester priced at 19-20. to 20. Kind of shows you, doesn't it, how much things have swung this season, that you've got Leicester playing at home and they're below evens against Arsenal, who you'd say are a classic top six, top four quality side. Yep. Um, and now they're 13 to 5 outsiders away at Leicester. Five victories in the last six games for Leicester, four wins in a row. Uh, it doesn't look like the ball's going to stop rolling for them, does it? Whereas with Arsenal, it's all disarray. Is Emery going to be sacked? Is Mourinho coming in? Jack has been stripped of the captaincy. It's all a mess. It classic Arsenal. Classic yeah. Arsenal. That club has had. Yeah, last week we had this chat. Zero yeah. leadership. No leadership in that team for so many years, so many years. It, it's been, it's been really, it's been an absolute shambles for Arsenal. Yes. Honestly, for like yes. a for a near on like decade, it's been a shambles. Uh, Leicester, yeah, nineteen to twenty, under the lights at home. You got a frail Arsenal to begin with. Then you've got the Xhaka thing. Like you said, Emery, uncertainty, uh, Vardy, top scorer in the league. Yeah, Leicester all day, 19 to 20. Definitely. Um, So then that's that for Saturday. Sunday, we've got three games, two at two o'clock. Man United, Brighton and Wolves, Villa. Um, I don't know about you, but Man United at 11 to 20 at home to Brighton. I just do not trust them enough. No, no. And then Wolves against Villa, that's a derby. I'm not confident to say which way that's going to go. I'm not, but I would like to tip both teams to score on this one, I think. Uh, Three to four. I think um, Wolves, at the start of the season, had a a bit of a struggle, didn't they, with the the Europa League and, and trying to juggle it. They weren't exactly what we'd come to expect, but they've only lost one in their last seven games now across all competitions. Um, mm. Villa, Villa obviously came within a whisker of beating the European champions on Saturday. Um, they have managed to put in good performances and largely hit the back of the net. Um, you know, they've drawn a few blanks, but I'm looking now in their last six games, one against Liverpool, two against Wolves in the Carabao Cup, uh, zero against City, two against Brighton, five against Norwich, two against Burnley. So definitely can find the back of the net. And then Wolves, their last five games have been both teams to score. The last time Wolves failed to score was actually a 1-0 home defeat in the Europa League group stage, I think. Um, a 1-0 home defeat to Braga, 19th of September. Mm. So. For me, both teams to score is a very good tip here and a good price, three to four. Yeah, it's not bad at all, is it? Uh, I'm just looking at the kind of the stats for when goals are scored and conceded for these two teams. Um, Wolves, when they play at home, they scored six goals between the 75th and 90th minutes. Uh, that's the most of any kind of time period. And equally, Villa, when they've been playing away, 
they've conceded eight goals between the 75th and 90th minute, which is the most of any time period for them that they've conceded. So if you're still following me, if if Villa are winning towards the end of the game, it's likely that they will concede and Wolves will score. Is gotcha. what I'm trying to say. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Um, you know, these patterns are there for a reason, aren't they? Um, yeah. And it's because it tends to happen. So, yeah, 100%. I think, you know, the to summarise, I think we both think there's going to be goals. Yeah. Yeah. I think both needs to score is definitely a safe tip there. Uh, so that takes us to the final game, the big one, Liverpool against Manchester City. Liverpool, uh, they're at home, but they're not favourites for this. They're 17 to 10. The draw is 5 to 2, and Man City are the favourites. They're 29 to 20. Um, wow, massive, massive game already in terms of the Premier League. Man City kind of need to win, really, don't they? They're six points behind. If Liverpool win this, Man City will be nine points behind with no games in hand. So City can't really afford to go out and play for a draw, I feel. I feel like they've got to try and play for the victory here. Yeah. What's your prediction? Liverpool to win. Okay. I feel well, like the way City are going to have to play is going to probably play into Liverpool's hands and they'll get, get them on the break. I don't feel really, really confident about that, if I'm honest. But if if you are making me pick out of the two, I think Liverpool will win. But I think there'll be goals. Okay. I'm going to go for City. I'm going for City to win. Um, because they have to win? Uh, number one, I still prefer City's squad. Um, if I had to choose a squad that you know I could put in the Garibaldi red of Nottingham Forest, it would be Man City's. Uh, I'm looking at Liverpool defensively uh, very recently. So they've obviously just come off the back of a a win against Genk um, at home. They they conceded there. They conceded against Villa. They conceded against a Tottenham team, absolutely down on its luck. Um, The Harry Kane goal, obviously. They conceded against Genk. Uh, away from home, they conceded against a United team with question marks all over their strikers. Uh, they conceded against a ram- rampant Leicester. They conceded three against Salzburg. You know, I'm I'm gonna kind of stop there. But no key- no clean sheets in the last eight games. It, that's a huge concern. And when you consider City, two against Southampton, three against Southampton, three against Villa. Five against Atlanta, Atalanta, two against Palace, two um, two against Zagreb. Uh, obviously, we've got the curveball of the Wolves result in there for City to be concerned about. But for me, Liverpool are not not tight enough at the back at the moment, and I, I don't think they're going to get away with it against City. For me, twenty nine to twenty would be my tip. I, I would go for for City here. Um, Liverpool mm. just do not convince me at the back. But as you said, this is going to be one of those games that could go either way. So it's going to be tough to call. Yeah, yeah. I just think you're right to point out Liverpool's defensive frailties. But 11 games in, they've kept two clean sheets in the league, both away from home. Um, it's so poor in comparison to 
how they were last season when we felt they you know they were they were rocks at the back weren't they they were i think i feel like their their pressing has kind of wavered a little bit i don't know if it's tactically maybe i'm making it up but i feel like they're not as energetic as they were last season so i like like i said i could be wrong it's just how i feel um but 29 to 20 for me uh, i'm leaning towards c uh, another price, if you don't fancy going for the result, is over 2.5 goals. It's 4-6, to six, so it's not the best price that we're going to give you all weekend, but um, it has happened in seven of the last eight meetings between the two sides. Um, and it's also happened in six of the last seven Liverpool games across all competitions and five of the, sorry, and four of the last five Man City games across all competitions too, so... Strong goal stats there. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Very much so. But yeah, it'll okay. be a massive game. I, c- I can't wait to watch it. Can't wait. No, me neither. Um, so that rolls us nicely into the championship and very nicely into the first championship game of the weekend, which is the biggest one. It's Forest against Derby. It's 12.30 on Saturday. Forest 6-5. to five. Get on us. We're going to batter them. Lambs to the slaughter, mate. Lambs bah. to the slaughter. <laughs> Honestly, people talk about Man City, Liverpool, uh, Liverpool, Man City being the biggest game of the uh, of the weekend. You couldn't be more wrong. Get yeah, yourself to the city ground. <laughs> we um, we haven't lost to Derby at home in our last seven encounters uh, between us. There was a little bit of a a false kind of result in the uh, Carabao Cup. Uh, when we beat them 3-0 um, in Derby's defence, they rested a few more players than we did. Um, but the tides have turned. Very recently, Derby have been the uh, playoff chase inside, uh, just as they were last year, and, and we've been languishing a little bit. Um, yeah. But the tides have turned now. So Derby down in 15th. Tom, you successfully predicted at the start of the season that you thought it might be a season of of transition for Derby, and, and that is proving to be the case. Um, Forest up to fifth. Uh, Forest a little bit wobbly at home. It does concern me that we have had a home defeat against Hull, um, and then we haven't been overly convincing um, in our last other two home games. 1-0 win against Brentford, 1-0 at home to Barnsley. Got the job done, but you know, not firing on all cylinders. With that being said, I think a, a packed city ground, home to a weakened derby, uh, with all the off the field problems that they're going through at the moment, six to five, yeah, red, reds for me. Yeah, completely agree. Um, and you know, derby's away form is poor. They've not won in the last seven away games. They've not had a victory in any competition away from home since the thirteenth of August which is, what, nearly three months ago now. Um, they tend to win all their games at home. They've won the last four home games in a row, but it's on the road where they've really been struggling. And considering they did lose at the City Ground 3-0 earlier this season, albeit with kind of changed Carabao Cup squads, I do think a repeat could be on the cards. Maybe not 3-0, but, you know, a, a 1-0, 2-0, uh, something like that. Yeah, I, I'll take it, mate. I don't, I don't give a monkey's what the score is as long as as long as we win. <laughs> as long as we win. <laughs> yeah, if it, if it's one nil or eight nil, so be it. Whatever. 
Um, anything else you'd like to look off from the champ apart from Forrest? Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so I think it's worth looking at Leeds um, and I want to kind of address that pretty early uh, just because yes. it's nine, 9 to 20 for uh, Leeds. They've got a home game against Blackburn. Blackburn, uh, they did manage to pull out of the bag a 2-1 win over Sheffield Wednesday to make their kind of recent record um, a little bit nicer to look at, uh, to be honest. They, they've only won five of 15 games uh, with seven defeats. Murmurs that Tony Mowbray might not be the guy to take them forward for much longer. Um, remember, before the Sheffield Wednesday game, uh, they blew a 2-0 lead in a Lancashire derby away at Preston. Um, they've lost away at Birmingham. Uh, they've lost away at QPR. Um, they, they've really struggled this season for any kind of consistency. And Leeds, just being the better side, um, still not perfect at home. But the fact that they have uh, managed to yield three straight home wins to nil against QPR, who loves scoring goals, Birmingham and West Brom, who are obviously one of their biggest rivals at the top of the division, uh, should stand them in good stead for a home victory. Yeah, yeah, I definitely think they'll win there. Um, I've got another one which I like the look of. Uh, same as last week, it could become a weekly fixture on the show. It's Huddersfield to score a goal. Um, so this formed part of our winning joint bomb-proof treble last weekend. So it's Huddersfield to score at least one goal in their game away at Preston. Uh, the price for that is 8 to 15, so about 1 to 2. So it's not amazing. It's not as good as the price we got last week for Huddersfield to score away at Brentford. But um, despite Preston's lofty position in the league, they are second at home. They have conceded in the last five games across all competitions. So... They've been pretty strong at home. They've been winning and drawing games, not losing, but they have also been conceding, and that's what we're going to take advantage of here. So Huddersfield to get a goal, 8-15. to 15. Um, And whilst we're on this topic, a few people have messaged in over the last few days saying they couldn't find the market on various bookmaker websites. So this market could be called a couple of things. It's either called to score one plus goals, I think that's Skybet. It could be called home slash away team over 0.5 goals. And if you can't find them, you could try and find the clean sheet markets and find Preston to keep a clean sheet no. And that should all give you the same price. Yeah. Nice, Tom. <clears throat> Good bit of uh, customer service there. But yeah, Preston, even though Preston aren't the most fashionable team in the champ, uh, they're the top scorers, uh, joint top scorers with West Brom. So, uh, as you mentioned, you know they're they're not great at the back, especially at home, and they kind of rely on on their firepower, don't they, to uh, yeah. to get them out of out of the trouble and get them those wins of taking them to a deserved second place right now. Yeah. Um, in terms of goals, um, there's a fixture that is pretty much screaming out. Uh, both teams to score for me. Hull City, West Bromwich Albion um, at the KC. So one to two 
for Hull and West Brom to be both teams to score. Um, both chasing uh, promotion, I suppose. I think Hull Hull are in eleventh. They're an outsider for for the for the playoffs. And West Brom, obviously, top of the pack right now. That they've only got one thing in mind, and that's automatic promotion. Jared Bowen nine in fifteen. And for West Brom, it's a little bit more spread out. Uh, but Matias Pereira looks like an unbelievable talent for this level. Um, he's on loan right now from Sporting Lisbon. Uh, Grasicki as well for, for Hull, 5-15. and 15. He's a little bit more of a creator. Uh, Jared Bowen, I think, has only got eight, eight assists in, in his career, something like that. He doesn't really assist too much. But I think you're going to get a game with uh, plenty of goals in this one. Hull, the last time they failed to score was actually the 20th of August when they lost 1-0 at home to Blackburn. And with West Brom, last time they failed to score was the 1st of October, a rare blank away at Leeds, as I mentioned earlier. So yeah, both teams to score. Bookies agree with me, other 1-2, to two, um, but should come in. Yeah, yeah, right. The sound of that. Uh, I don't really have anything else that I'm too confident in. Is there anything for yourself that you'd like to add? No, no. Um, I mean, there's there's a lot of teams that are struggling right now that are going head to head. Barnsley, Stoke. You've got QPR, Middlesbrough. You've got yeah. a lot of teams right now that are out of form, kind of going against each other. So. Not too sure what to uh, what to tip there, to be honest. Okay. Um, in that case, then, let's have a look at the FA Cup. So, see if there's anything we can pick from here to provide a little bit of value. Yeah, uncharted waters for us here. It's not often that we discuss, discuss uh, uh, Charleston Athletic, for example, or somebody <laughs> like Nantwich Town. And we don't often discuss those guys. Darlington, uh, Billericay. There's there's a few making a podcast debut, isn't there? Yeah, there is. <laughs> uh, I'm going to stick um, with two sides, though, that are uh, very kind of... They've been on the podcast plenty of times. It's League One against League Two. It's not the best price you're going to see, uh, but Blackpool at home to Morecambe. Blackpool priced at 4-9. to nine. I don't think I've ever seen Blackpool at 4-9, to nine, but against a Morecambe side who, you know, League Two fans and fans of the podcast will know are rooted to the bottom of League Two. Uh, their long-standing manager, Jim Bentley, longest-serving manager in English professional football uh, until he left. Uh, he has gone and Barry Roach and Kevin Ellison in charge. They, they did manage to get a victory, amazingly. Uh, so kudos to them. Uh, it had been a long time coming for Morecambe, but they did manage to beat Leighton Orient 1-0 at home. Uh, but on the road, typically a lot weaker and coming up against a, a Blackpool team that are sat comfortably in eighth in League One, the quality gap should be there to see. Yeah, definitely. All right, so I'm going to tip a team that I don't think have been tipped on the podcast this season, uh, we, we know they're getting better and better. and We know that they're different now to what they were in the past. Bolton Wanderers, home game, 
against Plymouth Argyle. Now, if you had a look at the if you had a look at the the league tables, obviously you got Bolton bottom of League One in twenty third, uh, but they've only played thirteen games. They're on minus two points, so they're very close to breaking breaking even, and they have won their last two games. And we've got Plymouth, who have been a real disappointment. Uh, down in 13th in League 2, we fully expected them to be a front runner. If you have a look at the recent results, Bolton at home um, have been pretty solid. Uh, so they beat Man City under-21s, which is a, a nice little extra. But the result that really stood out was the victory over Fleetwood. Fleetwood, um, a, a real heavyweight in terms of promotion picture in League One. Bolton beat them 2-1 on the weekend. Uh, 0-0 uh, home to Blackpool recently as well. Uh, they've beaten Bristol Rovers away. Uh, Bristol Rovers, again, an outsider for, for uh, playoff contention. And then you've got Plymouth, on the other hand, who lost against Chelsea under-21s at home. But in their last two league fixtures, have lost 4-0 away at arch-rivals Exeter and lost and, and beaten Leighton Orient 4-0 at home. Um, so you can clearly see that there's a big difference, Plymouth home and away. Uh, they're just really struggling for, in, for consistency right now. And I'm going for a little bit of an upset. Bolton won their last three. They're priced at 31-20. to 20. I think it will mean a lot more to them, you know, the money for getting into the next round, etc. And I, I just, I just feel that Plymouth might not be as up for it. Yeah, yeah, I can definitely see where you're coming from with that one, Bolton. Certainly look like they're picking up, don't they? Really impressive win against Fleetwood, and you kind of said that, didn't you, last week? That you yeah. didn't feel quite so easy about Fleetwood away at Bolton, and you were right to have your, your suspicions. Yeah, yeah, it's. Uh, like I said, I just feel Plymouth as well. Um, you know, there was a lot of reports from Plymouth fans on Twitter over the weekend that, you know, they they were gutless and kind of heartless in the Exeter defeat, and that's not what you want going away a, a fight yeah. in Bolton. No. Uh, okay, so for me, I really like the look of Forest Green at home to Billericay. Um, Forest Green, top of League Two play Billericay, who are 13th in the National League South. Um, the price of Forest Green on the nose is 2-5, to five, so it's not very good. So we're going to look at the half-time result market here, which is 10-11 to 11 for Forest Green to be winning at half-time. I think they'll get a very comfortable win here, um, considering, as I say, they're top of their league. They're two divisions above Billericay, who are not pulling up any trees whatsoever in their own league. Their away form is pretty poor as well. They've not won in the last five away games. Um, so I just think, you know, you've got Forest Green side who are going to comfortably progress to the next round against a, a much poorer lower league side here. So half-time result seems to be where the value is for me here. Hey, you made it. I'm the world's greatest. Oh, God. I Honestly, I hate Billericay just for that, like... Just for that song and just for everything that they did with that a couple of seasons ago. Oh, God. Is that where they were singing it in the... Yeah, yeah. I can't stand them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I can't... Honestly, I can't stand that club. I don't don't know if it's just 
I don't know if that's like a bit of a knee-jerk reaction or whatever, but yeah, just just not for me. Just not for me. Got got some decent players uh, for that level. Um, biggest biggest probably standout is uh, Matt Reed. Matt Reed is yeah. there. Um, he yeah. was at Lincoln, uh, etc. Not too is long Jamie ago. Jamie O'Hara still there? Yeah, he's manager. What? He's manager. Oh bloody hell! Yeah, they got Doug Loft. Doug Loft in there. He's a bit of a League Two Port Vale kind of legend. Uh, Ronnie Henry is a name you might recognise. He's thirty-five now, but he played. He played nearly four hundred games for Stevenage. Uh, Alfie Potter, someone you may recognise. Uh, Swansea. Th- he's thirty now. No, Potter wasn't really Swansea. Mainly known for his time at Oxford. Um, but okay. has had about 52 clubs. But, uh, yeah, not a bad... They've got a lot of money, haven't they? And uh, they're in Essex and everything. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Not not my cup of tea, put it that way. Anyway, moving on. Moving on. Um, let's have a look at Ipswich Town. Ipswich are... I mean, they're a club reborn, to be honest. And it sounds... Sounds a bit over the top, but it, I feel it's true. Uh, for the longest time, they struggled against relegation after Mick McCarthy somehow got them into the playoffs. And only now you really appreciate what a job he did. Um, yeah. They are top of League One now after their relegation. Lincoln, uh, still bleeding, really, is how I would describe Lincoln from um, the Cowley brother departure whether that's the entire story, you know, why they're struggling, I'm not sure. But they do find themselves down in 17th, which is it is a bit of a cause for concern for Lincoln. Obviously, there's only two relegation, uh, three relegation slots this season because of Barry's um, untimely exit. Uh, but, you know, they're five points ahead of an absolutely diabolical MK Don side. And that really drives home to me how much they're struggling right now. It's the FA Cup. Anything can happen. But I think Ipswich at home, 5-6 to six against a struggling Lincoln side. I think mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's a good price. As long as the teams aren't rotated too much. If that was a league fixture, I'd be taking that all day. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, anything else you ought to look on? Because there's not for me, to be honest. I feel like you've you've kind of carried this FA Cup section, to, to be honest with you. I've got one more for the profit chasers. Uh, it is a all national league affair, so very unique to be making the podcast. One team has been on the podcast the last couple of years. One has not. Uh, we've got Yeovil Town against Hartlepool United. Massive opportunity for these two. Uh, to get into the uh, next round, obviously facing off against each other kind of at the same level. Uh, you know, they could have drawn an Ipswich, for example, uh, but no, all National League affair. Um, I'm going to go for both teams to score here. Uh, recent records show that this historically is a good bet. Uh, three to four, four is the price. I've just been looking at the... Um, results of these two and just kind of going through you know when was the last time they they scored etc etc so for Yeovil seven of their last eight games have been both teams to score including a 2-1 defeat 
away at Hartlepool. And for Hartlepool in their uh, games, they are a little bit tighter at the back. But in terms of goal scoring, they are pretty much hitting the nail on the head. Eight of their last nine games, uh, they've hit the back of the net again, including that 2-1 uh, victory over Yeovil at home. This time that they're at Hewish Park. Um, and yeah, for me, both teams to score looks a very good bet in a uh, big game for these two. Yeah. Okay. I can see that one also coming in. Um, so shall we kind of wrap up then now and look at last week's bombproof treble? Yeah. So we'll start with my uh, bombproof treble to recap then, because I was the one who let the side down uh, <laughs> last weekend in terms of getting the winning trebles. So I chose Huddersfield to score. They did so um, against Brentford, the one one nil. He had Scunthorpe to be Stevenage. Unfortunately, they could only manage a nil-nil draw. Yeah. And finally, I had Peterborough to win away at Blackpool. They lost a 4-3 thriller. Yeah. Um, not not ideal, but no. at, le- at least you, you put the Huddersfield leg on the joint. So you, you are still entitled to credit. I'm, I'm giving you That's that. That's true. I picked the right one. At least, yeah, yeah. You did. yeah. <laughs> Um, in terms of my bet, um, it was relatively comfortable. Uh, we had Brighton. They won 2-0 at home to Norwich. He also had Wickham, who won 1-0 at home to Scunthorpe. Shrewsbury. Who won 1-0 at home to Shrewsbury. And I had Chelsea in the late kickoff, and they won 2-1 to seal the deal. So, yeah, relatively comfortable. Wickham... Just the one goal to nil, but they were playing against uh, 10 men for a little period. So not overly worried at any stage for Wickham. So the joint treble then, uh, I had, what as we say, Huddersfield from mine, which was four to five. I had Brighton, uh, home to Norwich. They won two nil. And what you also had Chelsea, didn't you, from yours, who won two one. So... That returned the 50 quid. So happy days. Happy days indeed, yeah. So a a lovely little 100 quid plus weekend. Uh, We'd take that every weekend, wouldn't we? Lovely stuff. You bet. Um, So for this weekend then, uh, I don't know what you think, but because of the lack of, I want to say good games, but good games to bet on really, do you fancy just doing one treble this weekend or do you feel confident enough to pick Six teams from Prem, Champ and FA Cup. Hey, I feel confident. I feel confident. I, I have a little treble that, that I can rattle off. Okay. Well, you go for your treble first then. Okay. So, this bet is a little bit all over the place in terms of times. So, this is going to be a, a bit of a marathon, a weekend bet rather than a Saturday afternoon bet. And it does include a bit of a no-no in the gambling world. Um, We're going to go for an early kickoff. Oh, here we go. I'm getting it out there. and I'm 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 putting it out in the world. uh, I'm going for an early kickoff. Feeling brave after your win last week. Here he goes, chucks the early kickoff straight in. Okay, so I'm hoping that we can make it three weeks in a row with a winning bet. Um, we're going to start off the early kickoff 
Saturday afternoon, biggest game in England. We're going for it. Nottingham Forest, 6-5, to five, home to Derby County. We're also going to go for a Saturday, 3 o'clock. That's in the FA Cup. And we're going to go for Ipswich at home to Lincoln City, priced at 5-6. to six. And then we're going to go for a little siesta, wake up Sunday, needing just Wolves and Villa to be both teams to score. Priced at three to four. This is priced at six to one. So your £10 is going to get you 70 on the nose back. Wow. Wow. The early kickoff is terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, it's Forest, and we really hope they'll win. But it's a nice return. It's a nice return. I just hope it's not dead before the three o'clock kicks off. It won't be. It won't be. Forest. Forest will get it done. Then we're going to roll into the, the FA Cup. Ipswich aren't going to rotate much. They'll win. And then Wolves and Villa, no one can defend. Perfect. Okay. Win-win. Yeah, well, I, I do like, I'd like it on paper. The times scare me. Um, but yeah, hopefully, you know, you've got the form. So yeah, who am I to back against you? Okay. Well, who, who are you going for then, sir? Um, okay, so for my treble, I'm going to go for Leeds at home to Blackburn, then 9-20. to 20. Then in the FA Cup, we're going to go for Forest Green to be beating Billericay at half-time, 10-11. to 11. And finally, in the 5.30 Saturday kickoff, Leicester to beat Arsenal, 19-20. to 20. That pays 4.4 to 1, so a £10 stake would return £54. Nice, mate. Yeah, Leicester very nearly made it onto mine. Um, very, very nearly. And yeah, Forest Green, I, I hope they absolutely smash Ricky And Leeds, short price, but probably one of the biggest, um, I don't want to call it a sure bet and jinx it, but something that, that should be happening. That's one of the most, conf- if you said to me, you have to put, Everything you have on one game, Leeds would be up there for some yeah. hard shoes. So, yeah. I agree. I agree. Okay, so for a joint, um, I'd like to nominate Leeds. I do feel confident in them. Yep, Leeds can go on, mate. No problem. Okay. I'm going to say we don't put Forest on it because I don't want two bets to potentially be killed by a 12.30 Saturday kickoff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Let's put Leicester on. Big fan okay. of Leicester. Okay. Yeah, let's get Leicester on. And and then you've got to choose. So you can have Ipswich or you can have Wolves, Villa, both teams to score. We'll go for the both teams to score. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. All right. So okay. you want to get a price together? I'll uh, I'll read it out for the profit chasers. So is it, what was so, the price for the both teams to score, sorry? Yeah, three to four. All right, guys. So just to reiterate, it's going to be um Leeds against Blackburn we're going for a home win there uh, we're going to go for Leicester a home win over Arsenal and we're going to go for Wolves Villa both teams to score Tom Pipkin what does it pay 49.48 off a tenner uh, about 25 quid off a fiver magic absolutely magic so yeah 
they're the trebles for this week, guys. So uh, good luck with those. Uh, hopefully, you all can back our bets and win some money for yourselves this weekend. But obviously, please only gamble what you can afford to lose. Please don't put yourself in any financial jeopardy. No, absolutely not. Uh, so let's look at fantasy football then, shall we? Uh, yeah. Poor week for me. Went down, had a well bang average game week, really. 57 points. Average was 53. I went down in the league. Um, I see you went down a little bit as well, didn't you? Yeah, um, I had I got fifty nine points, so I was basically in the same boat as you. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. just above average, but in a league of nearly two hundred teams, that's that's not good enough. No, you see, no. <laughs> you get a lot of people in this league, you know, with seventy odd points, eighty odd points, even. So when you get in the average, it doesn't quite cut the mustard, does it? So uh, no. the top ten is is kind of pretty much the same, really. Um, Edward Redou, Callum Nags, Darren Van, David Arias, Dan Lynch, Nathan Brunskill, Ronan Harrington, Sanj Birdie Mystery, Francis Price, and Sean McCarthy are your top 10. Um, the lead for Edward has been cut a little bit by Callum yeah. Nags, so uh, 688 points leads the way. If you are listening to the show and you've got a team and you are beating 688 points come and join the league there's a 20 pound free bet for the winner at the end of the season so that could be yours yeah it could be where are you tom i've i've slipped down i'm in 87th now um 55th oh okay how many points you want i'm on 583 606 oh okay it's heating up between us yeah we're not far away now I made some changes this week as well, um, so I'm hoping that they uh, that they come good. Fingers yeah. crossed. But yeah, as Tom mentioned, if you want to join, please feel free to do so. Um, in addition, if you've enjoyed the show and you want to extend your podcast experience, uh, you can do so by following us on social media. Uh, Twitter's the best platform to do so. T underscore FB podcasts. Facebook as well, we're on there, www.facebook.com slash footballbettingpodcast. Uh, if you have any uh, queries, ideas, uh, sponsorship packages, whatever, hint, hint, nudge, nudge, whatever you guys would like to communicate with us, we've got our email as well, footballbettingpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, and uh, if you have enjoyed the show, we'd really appreciate it if you left a rating or review on wherever you listen to the podcast. That's all, I think. Um, let's make it a hat trick. Yeah, or oh, imagine. Scenes. Absolute scenes. Scenes, Jeff. If we, yeah, if we could pull that off. Yeah, scenes. So, fingers crossed, guys. Thanks very much for listening, as ever. Cheers, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>